The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. mean it's time for another edition of Soap Central Live. Hey Soap fans, I'm your host Dan Kroll. This week we are going to be continuing our special November Sweeps preview. On last week's show, Soaps in Depth's executive editor Richard Sims dropped by and he and I talked a little bit about some of the stories that you can expect to play out this November on your favorite soaps. If you missed that show, you can listen to it at any time in our archives by heading over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. Well, since we've told you a little bit about what's going to play out on your screens in November, it's time now to allow some of the SoapCentral.com contributing writers to offer their opinions on what they think about what's supposed to play out on your favorite soaps this month. So... You know, everybody has their opinion. We don't necessarily expect all of you out there to agree with what is said during the course of today's show. So please share your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at Soap Central Live. Or you can also, as always, send us feedback. Head over to SoapCentral.com, click on the feedback option, and share your thoughts with us. We always love hearing from you. This week, we will be talking about as many soaps as we can fit into the hour. And we'll also be talking about... Dirty Soap, since a lot of you guys out there are watching that and enjoying that as well. So first up, let's talk a little bit about Days of Our Lives. Since my next guest was last here, Days of Our Lives has officially rebooted. There are a lot of familiar faces who've returned to Salem, and there is talk that there will be more returning in the months or maybe weeks ahead. So since we are talking about what's coming up in this big November sweeps period, I thought we might as well have on one of our favorite Two Scoops columnists. She is solo this week. Not sure where Tony is, but we do have Larissa here this week. Larissa, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. We've got a whole lot of stuff going on in the world of soaps. Particularly, it seems there's a lot of stuff going on with Days of Our Lives as well. So let's rewind a little bit. Since you were here last before the reboot, now we've rebooted. We're, what, about a oh a month and a half-ish into the reboot. What has been your general overall feel of Days of Our Lives 2.0 or whatever it is that, that the kids are calling it nowadays? Well, I think it's funny, um, and, I, and Tony and I kind of talked about this before, calling it Days 2.0, which which everybody did, is kind of a – kind of an interesting misnomer, if you will, because it seems like days went back to 
the way it was before, like circa 1998 days, which mm. a lot of people really like. So I'm surprised how much days was able to kind of capture that feel right off the bat. Um, and personally, my biggest surprise with the reboot has been how much I like Carrie Brady because I, I was not a real big Carrie fan. I'm a firm member of Team Sammy. Um, but the way that they've brought Carrie and Austin back is really, really, really interesting, and it's done a really, really good job for, for the show. Okay, so one of the things that you and Tony did in the Days of Our Lives 2 scoops a bunch of weeks back, and for folks who are interested in checking this out, there will be links and information on SoapCentral.com slash radio so you can go and check it out. But you guys did a special relaunch party in your Two Scoops column, and you had two guests as part of your party who've been guests here on the show, and hopefully they didn't embarrass me too much. I'm talking about my mother and my grandmother. So what was this party, and what did you guys do, and why wasn't I invited? (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun, and uh, what we did was we figured with, with days going through this reboot, we read so much and heard so much about how they really wanted to bring a sense of family back to days and kind of get it back to the good old days, excuse the pun. Um, and uh, so what we did is is I called up my mom, my sister, um, my best friend's mom, and one of my best friends, and Tony did the same with his mom and uh, one of his best friends. And, of course, we had to get your mom and grandma on there and ask them kind of questions about what they've thought about days currently, um, were they excited about the returns, how things went, um, and, and just kind of got everybody's opinion on on what was happening in Salem. And it turned out to be a really good column. I think we only had to edit Nana out, oh, one or two times. So she was pretty good. She was pretty good. So once we started passing around all the cider martinis, though, then it got a little crazy, and we didn't, we couldn't, we couldn't use much of her information anymore. Well, I do believe my Nana enjoys being passed around based upon some of her comments <laughs> here on the show. So. I- I'm not entirely sure what that means, but uh, one of the things before we get into really talking about some of the sweet stuff and the stories that you are most excited about, this came up last week during our November sweeps preview when Richard Sims of Soaps in Depth was here. A question that I asked him was about Alice's secrets, and for me, for someone who watches Days of Our Lives but who maybe it wasn't their first soap, the one that they feel the most passionate about – Hearing that Alice has these secrets, to me, it made me feel uncomfortable because of the fact that this involves a character who, the actress who played the character, Frances Reed, has passed away in real life, and the character was also uh, killed off on the show, respectfully, and now you have a storyline that says she's got some secrets that she was sort of sitting on, and of course, all the secrets will come out now that the character is no longer on the canvas. And there was just something about it that bothered me. And I spoke to my grandmother about it, and she was actually very strong, opinionated, (laughs) imagine that, No, uh, (laughs) about it, and said that she doesn't really like it because she she doesn't think that it's respectful to the character. So am I just being overly sensitive, or is this something that maybe the writers really do have to watch carefully how they tread for fear of sort of ruining a character's legacy? Well, I don't think they're going to ruin her legacy. I mean, I think they would have to maybe take all of the Horton ornaments and smash them 
in the town square in order for <laughs> the legacy to be damaged. <laughs> but I definitely agree with what you're saying because the problem with Alice and really the problem with John, Marlena, Carrie, Austin, any of these characters that are tenured on the show that the new writers bring back, um, those are our characters. And I, I'm speaking for the fans in the cumulative sense. We know those characters. We grew up with them. They're ours. We know how they should act. And if you start toying around with them, we'll get a little cranky. And Alice is probably number one on the list of thou shalt not toy with character because um, she was always so steadfast in the fact that she was supportive of her family. And I just don't see her ever keeping a secret from her family. And, it, you know, there's a lot that wouldn't make sense. I think there's a lot of other avenues, especially with Bo and Hope being detectives. Um, there's no reason that they, you know, that that they couldn't have come across that information if they wanted to bring that storyline in a different way. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that using Alice to do so was definitely the wrong venue, coupled with the fact that they're doing it at the same time that they're having these glorious episodes about the dedication of the town square. <laughs> People are talking about how great she is. They have this new beautiful set. They have, um, you know, this great plaque in the middle that has the picture um, of Mac and Francis on it. So it just, it, it, it just didn't fit. And it felt kind of like, you know how, well, I'm sure you don't know, but let me tell you, sometimes people forget to do their homework for school or college, <laughs> and they realize right before, I've heard, I haven't either, but I heard, I read it on the internet, that um, they just throw something together real quick and put their name on it and turn it in. And and, and that's kind of what this storyline felt like, where they the writers knew where they wanted to go with it, and they're like, ooh, how do we get into it? Oh, I know, Alice. So I, 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 I'm with you. I, I, I don't like it. Um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's going to ruin her legacy, but I definitely think that they can do a lot of good things with Alice's le legacy, and this is not one of them. Well, quickly, before we move on to something else that's a lot more fun, do you think that this would have had the same play out if Alice were still alive and, of course, Francis Reed were still alive, or do you think that maybe they wouldn't even have done this if this character were still alive and, and able to be figured into a real story? I don't think they could have gotten away with it if she was still alive. I, I really don't, especially with with or without Francis coming back to to play the role. I just they, it, they could not have gotten away with it for a lot of angles, um, and and the main one being because um, she wouldn't Alice wouldn't lie to Maggie, um, and Alice also wouldn't keep something from Bo and Hope, and all of those people. Um, are, are, are around, and, and if you remember, even when, when Alice was ill, they were all there visiting her, and it, it, it's just hard to believe that they that Alice wouldn't have said anything, and were she around to still play the part, I think viewers would have be, been even more mad, because it just, it, it doesn't fit. Well, you mentioned Maggie. I would have to assume, as someone who's listened to your numerous appearances here on Soap Central Live, that you are probably looking forward to a wedding that's going to be taking place this month on Days of Our Lives. Is that uh, a safe guess? I am. That's actually where Tony is. He's helping get arrangements up for the wedding. He's, you know, helping Victor doing the scotch tastings. Tony's a real team player like that. So oh, good, good. Now. Um, yes, yes, I, I, I am very much looking forward to the wedding. Um, I, I, you know what? 
is there anything better than a than a good soap wedding? You know what I mean? Not um, at, uh, it, unless it's something that happens at the wedding. You know, the the person who runs in and says, "No, I have a reason to object," or someone coming back from the dead, or you know, just one of those general events that everybody in town is together and something bad happens. I mean, the wedding is right up there with them. Oh, it is. It is. It's just like you know. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 all the cast is together, and everybody's usually you know looks great, and and I really, really, really am looking forward to the wedding, and I and I hope it I hope it happens. If they try to pull the rug out from underneath me, I will be not the happy scooper. Hopefully, if they do, they'll do it in a week when it's not your turn to write the column, so maybe your anger will subside by the following week. <laughs> right, right. It's all about timing. Now, we mentioned briefly my mother and my grandmother, and anyone who checked out your the two-part column about the, the Salem party, and again, we're going to have those links on SoapCentral.com slash radio, knows that both my mother and my grandmother are adamantly opposed uh, to Jack and Jennifer ever getting back together. I was really surprised because, again, for someone who maybe isn't the longtime Days of Our Lives viewer, that's just one of those couples that you know. You know Bo and Hope. You know Jack and Jennifer. And it just seems like everyone would want them to be together. But mm-hmm. lo and behold, this is where my Nana had to be edited because she, she had some very <laughs> strong words about how she felt about Jack uh and how she just wanted him to sort of stay the hell away. So is she the only one that feels this way? Well, obviously not because my mother's right there with her, maybe not as crazy. <laughs> but what about you? Are you equally mean to Jack? You know, this is a really good question. This could probably be a show in itself. Um, I I tend to side with Nana and, and your mom because I'm not a big fan of the way Jack was written the last time Jack was on the show. Now, Jack in like the late 80s, early 90s, was that was the good Jack. And then there was a writing switch, and all of a sudden Jack kind of became – Matt Ashford is very funny, but somehow Jack became a clown. And I mean that – in a bad way, um, he would he would disappear on Jennifer. He would he would he would just I, he just wasn't nice to Jennifer. Gotcha. And uh, and and I, I never doubted that he still loved Jennifer, but because um, Jennifer's such a, a legacy character on the show, when people are mean to her, it's like when someone you know comes up and and punches your little sister. Like you just don't like that happening, and you want you know so you want to step in and. And to the writer's credit, um, I, I need to give him a little bit more time uh, to to really make a fair judgment because Jack really, even though he's been back for a while, he hasn't been on that many episodes. Um, but it's going to be hard because, you know, Daniel, not that his past is clean at all. It's certainly not. But if you just look at how he's treated Jennifer, he's treated her really well, which is what, a, as a Jennifer fan, I always wanted Jack to do. And he would do it sometimes, but then he would royally story a boy meets girl, boy fakes death, boy runs away from girl. I mean, how many times have we seen that? So well, I, we, just, I, I, I don't want to see it again. I'm still – I got stuck on your, your comment about the little sister and trying to figure – if there's a little sister that somehow has managed to escape and go under my radar for the past however many years I've been around here, that would be a sweep storyline in and of itself. That's, it could happen. <laughs> you really never know. Now, one of the other things that folks out there seem to enjoy, and for those of you who are just tuning in, we are 
doing a part two of our November sweeps preview this week. It is our Two Scoops colonists' chance to weigh in and offer their opinions about what will be happening this month on all of your favorite soaps. I'm talking to Larissa, who is one half of the Days of Our Lives Two Scoops team on SoapCentral.com. Sarah Brown. Joining Days of Our Lives, a lot of people were excited, particularly fans of other soaps that she was on. She used to be on General Hospital. She used to be on The Bold and Beautiful. She used to be on As the World Turns. And a lot of people thought, hey, maybe I'll tune into Days of Our Lives and check her out and see if I can get interested. She was on Soap Central Live uh, about a month ago, I would say, with Eric Martzoff, who plays Brady. And the two of them had chemistry on a phone conversation where they weren't even in the same room. And that is just <laughs> that is a fraction of the, the chemistry that I think they have on screen. So is this one of the storylines that you're looking forward to seeing how it plays out over the next couple of weeks and months? Or do you have another opinion about the Madison and Brady storyline? Bradison, as I guess it's being called. Well, first of all, I love Sarah Brown. And, um, you know, she's kind of – She's done it all, really. I mean, a lot of her characters, I, I haven't really seen her play too much of the same character. Um, she's very talented. She does such a good job. Um, and, you know, as far as chemistry goes, I think she kind of has that, you know, Ariane Zucker, Allison Sweeney special magic where she could be partnered with a broom and it would still be like, oh, gosh, she's doing such a good job. Um, I hope not and, for her sake, but I understand <laughs> what you're saying. However, having said that, Gosh, I am not so far a Brady and Madison fan at all. And it's hard because I'm a Brady fan, and I'm a huge Eric Marsall fan, even back from the Passions days. I loved Eric. Okay, so um, why aren't you a I'm, fan? What's going on that makes you have to sigh and pause before you say that you're not a fan? Well, it's because, really, the way that the, the two characters, from what I understand, are, are attracted to each other because they have this kind of cool, um, intelligence, high power, business executive type, type thing, which is, which is really great. And I would love to see that played out more. But instead, they're just, they're so forced. They're so thrown together. Um, I, as a fan, it did irk me a little bit that there were so many interviews where they talked about how they have chemistry and how they're, you know, a good pair. Because I kind of feel like as a viewer, I kind of feel like that's my job to decide. Gotcha. And, you know, like I didn't, I didn't want it to be, well, here you go. Here's the next couple because they, I don't know. I just, the, the relationship is kind of moving really fast. And some of the scenes, it was kind of like I expected a little man to like walk across the front of the screen with a sign that says, they are going to be paired together. This scene <laughs> is sexy. Ooh, ah, you know, like I, I felt like it was that kind of, kind of forced, but I, I don't know. Maybe they'll change my mind. I mean, I love both actors. Um, I think they're doing a great job. I think the basis of the storyline is really cool. The whole, like, boardroom, bedroom partners is something that soaps mm -hmm. have done a lot before and done really well. I just, I right now, I just feel like, oh, I feel like it's a little bit too too heavy and too forced on me. Okay. Um, and so, I, I mean, that, I don't really, I don't really... Uh, I'm not really digging that. Well, for any of our listeners out there who are Photoshop inclined, feel free to twitpick any of your own little men walking across <laughs> the screen with signs. You can tweet to at Soap Central Live. We will uh, retweet as many of them as we get. Hopefully there are some folks out there who will be creative and uh, take Larissa up on her offer. But one <laughs> of the things that you and I talked about, Larissa, off 
uh, I guess not off screen, but behind the scenes here on the show, is something that you and I share in common that may throw listeners and readers for a loop. Neither one of us really likes to read so-called spoilers or scoops or previews because it sort of takes away from the experience. So how do you write a two scoops column when you avoid scoops? Well, it starts with me being able to about 89.8% of the time be completely wrong and be okay with that (laughs) because there's really only about 10% of the things that I actually get right thanks to my whole non-spoiler stance. But it's really important to me to write my column the way that I have always been a fan of the show and that's always been to, um, you know, kind of react to things as I see it on screen, um, I even get cranky, and I don't know about you, but I even get cranky, like, knowing recasts are coming up, or even, even, that I, with this whole reboot, <laughs> the announcement of how many stars really, like, I kind of want to be like, no, no, don't tell me, I don't want to know, I just want to be surprised, so, it, it, it's tough. Um, but, you know, like I said, a, a healthy dose of acceptance that I'm going to be wrong about a lot of the things in my column, then I'm all right. <laughs> You know, I look at it this way. I've written columns for almost 17 years now. I'm sure somewhere in there I've been wrong about something, so I've gotten that out of my system. So if I'm wrong now, it's just more in the same long line of being wrong. I'm I'm, I'm sort of past that. But to your point about the, the news and, and things, it's really difficult to go on the Internet when there's a show that you haven't been able to see, whether it be a daytime show or a primetime show. Certainly – Anyone watching any of the competition shows that are on in primetime, if you don't get to see the show, you have to avoid Twitter and Facebook because you may accidentally go on to post something about your meal or or life in Mm -hmm. general and accidentally Mm -hmm. see what's trending and you know that somebody's been voted off. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I'm still not speaking to my cousin Angie, who hosted that Melanie one the last season of So You Think You Can Dance when it was sitting on my DVR and I hadn't got a chance to watch it. So, yeah, I, it, it is tough. You're absolutely right. Um, I, I think that, too, not a lot of message boards are as good as the Soap Central message boards are that have proper spoiler guidelines. Um, and, and the moderators are really good, I know, about removing posts that have spoiler-ish information in them. Um, you know, and so that's one of the safe places to 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 go is to those message boards because um, the moderators do a really good job of making sure that you know you have to you you know what you're walking into if you if you are going to hit a spoiler you since, don't really get surprised absolutely since you've made a shameless plug I will make the shameless plug as well if anybody <laughs> wants to check out the soapcentral.com message boards you can go to soapcentral.com and click on boards in the blue navigation stripe of any page of the site or you can also get there directly by going to boards.soapcentral dot com and one before we move on what was the name of this cousin again that you're still mad at angie oh angie you have now become immortalized on the show's wall mm-hmm. of fame uh, but it's just, on the internet it's permanent now it's permanent it's not going anywhere we talked briefly about some of the primetime shows there is a primetime show that has a uniquely soap angle and it's also a show for which you write a two scoops column dirty soap airing on E, the behind-the-scenes shenanigans of all the crazy soap stars. Not that necessarily the soap stars are crazy, but they have crazy lives. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on on Dirty Soap, what's captured your attention, what your general overall take of it is as a soap fan. Anywhere you want to start, let's dish the Dirty Soap. Oh, well, first of all, I love 
love this show. I love that this show exists, um, first of all, because it's such a cool concept. Um, and I don't think a lot of people... I know that a lot of people don't give soap actors kind of the respect they deserve for how hard they work, how many hours they work. Um, and, and I think this is a really cool way to not only showcase um, that these, these folks are, are really take their job seriously and work really hard at it, but also to kind of see how demanding it can be. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as a soap fan, it really makes me appreciate how much effort um, that they put into their, to, to their job. Um, now, from the totally, like, guilty pleasure side of me, I think it's really cool to see how it's kind of like, I mean, it, it's kind of like a, a small high school where all of these, everybody knows each other. And, and um, you know, you, you don't think about, if, if I think about jobs that I've had 10 years ago, there's not very many people that I worked with 10 years ago that I still talk to today, if at all any. And, but on, on Dirty Soap, you know, you have people who work together 15 years ago and still see each other every day, even though they've moved on to different jobs, different lives, different, different boyfriends, different girlfriends, everything like that. But they're still, they still run into each other. And, and, and that makes for some really good drama. I like it. Uh, before we let you go, anything else in the world of soaps that you may have inadvertently been spoiled by that you hear is coming up that you may be interested in checking out anything other soaps there's got to be something well i mean i i have heard about some people possibly maybe may or not be returning to um two days so i you know i i know that that's coming and and from what i've heard i'm kind of excited about some of them um, but I think that the thing that I heard that most recently surprised me in the world of soaps, um, and it's on one of the other soaps I watch on General Hospital, is General Hospital letting Lexi Angsworth go. And I was just, I was really surprised um, because I think she does a really good job. And, and uh, I, again, you know, how I was talking about with, with Brady and Madison where, you know, I feel like people are, are forcing something upon the audience. I've, read rumored reports about how they wanted to age the actress so that she could be paired with some other characters um, romantically. And I just don't really like that. I think that, you know, she, she was doing a good job with the show. She had a good direction with the show. Um, and I think she kind of maybe should have been given a shot, but she wasn't given. So, so I mean, I don't know. I'm not really digging that right now. I'm cool. kind of on, on Team Lexi. Yeah, my thought, you add your name to the list. My thought, too, is if you have a performer who's doing a great job, you adjust your writing for the actor. Mm -hmm. You don't mm -hmm. adjust the character to make it easier mm -hmm. for you. Right, right. And not only that, but it was a character that everybody really was embracing, you know. And it, it just seems like, okay, well, not only did you replace her for whatever reason, but you kind of, you know, devalued how we felt about her, that, you know, we accepted her and we really liked her and she was this great role as Sonny's, you know, Sonny's only daughter, well, that we know of, who knows, Sonny and stuff know they have kids that pop up everywhere, um, but, you know, that you kind of miss that connection, like, hey, she was, a, she was an important part and she did a great job at it, you know, but it's not broken. You know? Well, we have embraced you here on Soap Central Live and, of course, on SoapCentral.com. It will be your off week for the Days of Our Lives to Scoop's column, but you will be writing 
every week. The Dirty Soap Two Scoops column until the show goes off the air in just a couple of weeks. And fans can check out some of your past columns and all that other great stuff. So we'll have that listed and linked. Again, you can find that at SoapCentral.com slash radio. Or just navigate over to the Days of Our Lives section and just go nuts with the Two Scoops. Larissa, I want to thank you for dropping by again. Thanks, Dan. I had a great time. And you'll be back in a couple of weeks in case uh, you think that you're going to get off easy here. You'll be back in a couple of weeks because it's almost time to do our year-end review stuff here on the show. Yes, the Alex North and the Golden Donut Awards are coming up. Tony and I are very excited. So make your list. Check it twice. Find out what soaps were good and which, well, maybe weren't. Larissa and I had a lot to say about Dirty Soap. And, in fact, we talked so long that we cannot fit all of it into today's show. So what we're going to do is we're going to post the entire interview about Dirty Soap on SoapCentral.com. To find out where you can listen to it, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. We will have the entire 15 minutes of Dirty Soap scoop, and we'll also be posting the entire interview for you to listen to in Larissa's latest Two Scoops column over at SoapCentral.com slash Dirty Soap. And meanwhile, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break to talk about One Life to Live. Stay tuned, everybody. Soap Central Live will be back in just about a minute and a half. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, Soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to Soap Central Live, everybody. My next guest has been writing recaps for One Life to Live on SoapCentral.com for about uh, just shy of two years. And... When you write a recap, one of the things that you cannot do is share your opinion. So that's why I'm a little excited about today's show because this is going to be her first opportunity to share her opinions outside of things other than the Phillies and the Eagles. So, Marissa, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let me ask. When you're writing a recap, 
as I mentioned, one of the things that you can't do is share your opinions. You have to present what happens in a very unbiased format. Is that ever difficult to do? Do you ever find yourself wanting to write, oh my gosh, I hated when, or that person is crazy in the in the course of a recap? <laughs> yes, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> I would kill to editorialize. Um, like, when two people are talking about, like, some secret they have, and the person they're talking about walks in, I really want to write, like, and of course, they entered. Like, I want to write something like that all the time. <laughs> okay, so when is the last time that something like that's happened where you've had to, you know, slap your hands to keep yourself from writing something like that? <laughs> um, well, I remember, <clears throat> I remember doing a lot, like, um, when Marty, like, at the very end when Marty was on, um, mm -hmm. And she was acting so crazy. I just wanted to write, like, she freaked out, like, she's going crazy, like, <laughs> a lot of stuff that I shouldn't write. <laughs> okay, so that's that's a bit ago. I mean, we're not talking anything in the past couple of months or so. So let's talk about some of the things that are going on on the show right now and some of the things that will play out during the month of November. The first is, I guess we'll call it the return of Farrah Fath to One Life to Live. Is she Gigi? Is she Stacy? Is she Mimi from Days of Our Lives? Who is she? What is she doing? <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about it. Is this something that, you know, everybody seems to have an opinion when there are possible lookalike storylines. So, lay it out there. What do you think of the storyline? Well, I kind of, I really want to believe that it's Gigi. I, I'm get re I get really annoyed because Cutter keeps calling her Stacy, and in the recap... I kind of write the woman with Gigi's face because I guess we're not really supposed to be sure who she is yet. But, um, yeah, I really want to believe it's Gigi. But then the whole thing with uh, Gigi was wearing the wedding dress when she died and the clothes, switching clothes, and I just really want to believe it's Gigi. <laughs> well, One Left to Live has had a lot of times where we've had to write the somebody with somebody's face. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> that had That happened with... The whole return of Roger Howarth as Todd. Yes. So, okay, let's let's lay it out there. We have, in the course of one year, two storylines with people who may or may not have someone else's face. <laughs> Is that one too many? Um, well, it's certainly tiring when I'm writing. <laughs> it's um, a whole lot of extra <laughs> characters. <laughs> yes, well, what I really wanted to do with the whole uh, Roger Howard, Trevor St. John thing, I really wanted to just write their real names. <laughs> That like, would have confused the, the hell out of everybody. I know. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know who to call Todd. Like, we spent about, you and I spent about 10 minutes on the phone trying to figure out what to call each man. <laughs> like, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> but it, it, it makes for interesting recapping, I'd imagine, mm -hmm. more than anything else. So, one of the things that we, I guess, have to address, we can tiptoe around this as much as we want to, but... It's not going to change it. This is probably going to be the last November sweeps that One Life to Live has on broadcast television. Is that something that has sunk in for you yet, or are you it in denial? Hasn't it hasn't. It hasn't for me either. No, not at all. Especially since, like, I grew up watching it with my mom. Like, since I was little. Like, I, I was lucky enough to meet Kristen Alderson at a, a One Life to Live fan fan club event. And I told her, like, I almost feel like we grew up together because, like, we're around the same age. And, 
Like, I've been watching the show forever, and it's just like, it hasn't sunk in yet at all. <laughs> well, you mentioned your mom. She'll be joining us here after we get rid of you. We don't want to have you on at the same time <laughs> and cause any family feuds. Uh, so <laughs> stay tuned, everybody. She'll be joining us in a bit. Let's talk about some of the other storylines that are playing out so far as we're uh, just a little of the way into November sweeps. Which of the storylines that's going on on the show right now most excites you? John and Natalie. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Okay. I just want, I just want the, want them to get back together and, because I was always um kind of a John and Marty fan, but then they kind of made Marty crazy, and so I was like, okay, John and Natalie, I like them. Um, I just want Jessica to tell Natalie that that Liam is John's already. I'm well, tired of waiting. Well, what <laughs> I about, don't like baby switch stories. What about before John was with Marty? Who were you rooting for him before Marty came into the picture? Um, I don't even remember. So it wasn't Natalie uh, before that? I mean, uh, you said I mean, I think I, I did like them together, John and Natalie, but then when Marty, like, I just thought they matched up better, John and Marty. But I mean, I never hated John and Natalie together. I know, like, some people are really passionate, like, against John and Natalie, but I was never, like, really against it, like, hardcore. But, I mean, I just I just always thought John and Marty were matched together better. But now that Marty's, you know, apparently off the more with Patrick. <laughs> okay, so on the flip side of that, are there any stories that are playing out that you maybe wish we're not playing out? Um, there is, uh, with Todd apparently shooting Victor, I really hope that, um, I actually kind of want it to be Brody who killed Victor, <laughs> honestly. Um, but I, I'm really hoping that Irene actually brainwashed Todd into thinking that he killed Victor. That's my hope my theory. Okay, well, we're talking about brainwashing and other things. It would not be the first time on a soap that a character wasn't really dead who we thought was dead. Do you okay. think there's any possible remote chance that maybe Victor is still alive somewhere? Well, the way they showed, you know, how he got shot and his death and everything surrounding it, I feel like there's not. But with soaps, you really never know. I mean, have you have you seen and heard of soaps that had given away vital organs from people who were supposedly killed only yeah, for them sure. to come back? So I will ask you again, <laughs> do you think that we might be seeing Victor pop up on an Internet version of One Life to Live? <laughs> I hope so. See, I, I was too. a big Trevor St. John fan. Like, when, when uh, I heard Roger Howarth was coming back, I was kind of upset because... At first, I didn't like Trevor St. John because Roger Howarth was my Todd, but um, he obviously, Trevor St. John grew on me, and I loved him. And then I heard Roger was coming back, and I was kind of upset because I was like, there's no way he's not playing Todd. So. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things, too, that you don't know how you're going to like a character when or an actor when they take over a character that you've liked then you start to enjoy that actor and then you find out that the actor might be leaving and then you don't want them to go yes. so i know personally i'd love for them to find a way to bring back trevor and uh and, and come up with something that if he can be a part of the internet version certainly 
you know, the, the talks and the reasons for someone leaving ABC can be completely different from the reasons for them coming back on the Internet. It's just when you start doing that back from the dead stuff that you can get yourself into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. All right, before we let you go and, and roll your mother in here to chat about <laughs> the same general topics, what are your thoughts on how One Life to Live will end? When All My Children went off the air, we had a big cliffhanger that in theory will pick up and resolve when the show starts on the internet do you expect something equally dramatic from one life to live or do you think that maybe they're going to go a different route i honestly have no idea because right now like we said before it hasn't really sunk in and i feel like it's so far away still like it's still a few months away that like i just don't even want to think about it (laughs) i haven't even thought about it my prediction is... I hope is, it does. <laughs> I do, then, too. Yeah, it'll pick up the same way all my children will, hopefully. <laughs> my prediction is that we will learn that everybody in town has uh, a multiple personality. And that <laughs> for the past 40-some years, no one has been who they thought they were, and, and that will allow them to bring back people. And it, Yeah, that, that's huh. what I'm hoping for, that everybody is, is a, 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 a... Excuse me, a D.I.D. <laughs> Well, at least, you know, as long as it's not, ooh, the last 40 years has been a dream. Well, that's <laughs> as long possible. As it doesn't too. go that route. Well, that's possible, too. Uh, but we are, like I said, just about out of time for this segment. See, this wasn't so bad for the first time here on Soap Central Live. It's, <laughs> it's a party, it's a good time. So <laughs> I want to thank you for taking some time out to chat with me today, and hopefully we can maybe wrangle you back for the special <laughs> One Life to Live tribute that we're going to air in January. So hopefully set your put your calendars, make a circle that you need to come back for that show. Awesome. Will do. <laughs> As promised for the first time ever on Soap Central Live, we are having a mother-daughter combination. We've had... <laughs> Mother and son, when my mom dropped by, not mother and daughter unless there's a uniquely soap storyline that I've missed for the past 30-some years. So we have someone who's been writing recaps for All My Children for since 1999. You can break out your abacus and do the math to figure out how long that's been. So please welcome Cheryl PD, which doesn't stand for Police Department, but Cheryl, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Um, actually, it's One Life to Live. What did I say? Hi. You said all my children. Ah, it's because okay. I'm so upset about all my children being off the air, and I just I needed to work all my children into the show since there's no November See? sweeps to talk about. What is going See? on? See? But, uh-huh, that's okay. <laughs> but you know what? Let's, let's be honest and talk about it up front. This is the last November sweeps for One Life to Live on ABC. Has that sunk in with you? It, it didn't with Marissa. No, actually it hasn't. I, um, I, I... Right now, it's on. It's on. Everything is status quo. So I'm watching it. I don't think it's really going to hit until it's over. Well, you know, it's it's only about two weeks or so until they tape the final episodes of One Life to Live for ABC. But as we both know, there is very good possibility that One Life to Live will pick up almost immediately in January on Prospect Park's The Online Network. Not really sure how I feel about the name of the network. But they can call it, you know, zippity doo da. As long as they continue to show our favorite soaps, it doesn't really matter. Sure. Yeah, I'm actually excited, and at first I was kind of eh about it. 
But as I'm seeing the list of more and more of the actors that are signing on for it, I'm actually excited. Okay, and so I we, think it's going to you know, keep going on. Now I do too, but in order to keep going on, we have to have stories that people are interested in. So we've got November sweeps. It's supposedly the time that the best and brightest stories come out to play. So on One Life to Live right now, what storylines are you most looking forward to play out during November? Um, I guess the one that I'm waiting for is for John to find out that Liam is his son. Of course, Natalie knew at one time until she flipped off the roof or, I guess, was pushed and hit her head. But um, And half the people, it seems, already know that. So I'm just waiting for him to actually, you know, find out um, and for him to tell Natalie he loves her and they can move on and be happily ever after, at least in, you know, soap time. I'm actually also looking forward to, although it's bittersweet for a lot of the people to come back, um, all the actors that were on before, although I see a lot of names that are missing, and I could probably go on and on about who I'd like to see. Well, you might as well. Let's let's talk about it. <laughs> all My Children had some big returns we, with Josh Duhamel and Sarah Michelle Gellar, which are you know huge names to people who don't watch soaps. It seems, for whatever reason, that One Life to Live hasn't been able to get any of those big-name stars back to the show? Well, for me, that's okay, because I prefer to see the characters as opposed to the actors. So I am perfectly okay with that. Um, maybe some of the bigger stars were on so, so long ago that it's you know just like a little glint in the game of things in their past, although I think they should recognize their, their beginnings, too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So, if there were just one character that you would like to see return before the end for whatever reason, who would it have been? Are you talking big name or just anybody? Just anybody. Anyone who you think would have worked really, really well to come back to the show for its final couple of weeks. Well, well, you know, Luna Moody is returning, and Gabrielle Medina, and they're both dead, and, and Megan Talk, um, Megan. Sorry, Jessica Tuck, Megan is returning. They're all dead. But anyway, I don't see how we can have Luna and Gabrielle without Max Holden. Oh. I would love to see Max Holden. And his wife is on the show, for Pete's sake, his real wife. Yeah. <laughs> so that's who I would like to see. You know, uh, I haven't posed it yet to the folks as a whole, but this is a really good time to do it. For those of you out there who are listening and are One Life to Live fans, why don't you tweet us and let us know who you'd like to see return to the show. Of course, it's all said and done now, but it doesn't mean that we can't still have our own wishes and desires. You can tweet at Soap Central Live and let us know which character you were really hoping to see before the end of One Life to Live. So we're talking about the end of One Life to Live. It's not really the end. It's just the end on ABC until they put on a crappy talk show that nobody really wants to watch. So unfortunately, there are also from time to time, are crappy storylines on soaps that nobody wants to watch. Are there any storylines played out right now that maybe you're not quite as thrilled about on One Life to oh, Live? Yeah, I just absolutely hate the GG, Stacy, GG, Stacy, plastic surgery. <laughs> um, I'm, we're both dead, plastic surgery. Yeah, that one. I hate it. Well, Marissa, Marissa was talking about the fact that she doesn't like in her recap having to write, you know, the woman with Gigi's face, the woman with Stacy's face, the man with Todd's original face. Is that something oh, that yeah. bothers you as well? 
Yeah, I are you, well. <laughs> you're just bitter about this storyline because it's more typing for you? No. No, I just think it's stupid, okay? I mean, I realize it's a soap and there's plenty of dumb stories, but it's bad enough that they're both dead and now, you know, plastic surgery. Um, and Cutter keeps calling her Stacy, and I refuse to accept it because I believe it's Gigi. So um, I that's the reason that I write the woman... With, Gigi's face or whatever, just because I, I don't believe it's Stacy. And I figured out finally that I was thinking, well, how can they prove who's who because uh, DNA would be the same? But Stacy, or the woman allegedly, who is Stacy, said that she was going to go to the doctor and have him redo her face. So I'm thinking she goes to the doctor and the doctor says, what? You haven't had any plastic surgery? And that's how we find out it's Gigi. I'm just trying to figure out, though, if you were to have plastic surgery, why would you want to look like your sibling? Why wouldn't you want to look like, you know, a, a famous movie star? Well, because she, Stacy, is so desperate to have Rex. That's why. And she wanted her sister's life, so. And, I mean, they I have, guess. if they wanted to make this a little more believable, they still have that uh, medical monitor from the hospital that they used to cover up Evangeline's face. They could have just had... <laughs> <laughs> Stacy and or Gigi hidden behind the monitor for a couple of days. That's true. That's true. But I, well, I, I believe, strongly believe that it's Gigi. So I'm looking forward to that being resolved for various reasons. One, because I can't wait for directs to see Gigi, but number two, because I hate the story. <laughs> Wow. Okay, well, let's transition a little bit more back to you were mentioning some of the actors who were returning to One Life to Live. We don't know exactly first air dates, but you mentioned, quite rightly so, that most of the characters that are returning are characters that were killed off. So, do you think that means we're going to have uh, spiritual visits? Do you think we're going to have a character die and go to heaven? Do you think that all of these characters are going to be unkilled like they did on All My Children, sort of? Um, what what sort of scenarios are playing out in your head? I haven't really thought about it. Now, Luna was a very spiritual person, as I recall, so I guess she could be a ghost. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were going to be in somebody's dreams. I still actually cannot even picture the two of them mostly without Max. For some reason. It's interesting that they, um, they haven't brought, they haven't even mentioned his name. I'm still over the fact, mm -hmm. uh, not over the fact that Gabrielle was, you know, killed in a bathroom stall. Uh, I'm hoping that they can sort of undo that. Just the germaphobe in me, like, took a bath in Purell <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, um, um, Megan was another one that was dead. Um, maybe she would be a flashback. I can't imagine that she... Who knows? I mean, even uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was kind of an off-the-wall homeless person when she came back on All My Children, so they did that a lot of justice by telling her, by her saying um, she kept thinking she was Erica's daughter. I thought that that was actually really clever. I mean, it didn't really fit into the show itself, no, but no. it was clever, it was cute, and I think if anybody can do clever and cute and do the story uh, sort of just, it would be Ron Carlovati. I think that he comes up with some very interesting story ideas because of the fact that he knows the history of One Life to Live, similar to having Lorraine Broderick over on All My Children. When you really do have people who know the show, they can come mm -hmm. up with all sorts of things. And again, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that everything will be a winner. Um, 
Also, I find that Let's Live has a lot of humor in it. Yes. Um, so I think that they can put that spin on a lot of it, too. Well, with humor, there's another character that's returning that we didn't really talk about yet. We have Lindsay Rappaport somehow resurfacing. We don't know for how long. We don't know if she will be in jail or we, she will be out of jail. I'm hoping that somewhere along the line that she manages to have some scenes with Nora because uh, Catherine Hickland and Hillary B. Smith have some great on-screen chemistry. What, Absolutely. What are your thoughts about Lindsay Wherever she is, maybe, you know, occupy a jail cell, occupy Lindsay. Um, I, well, at least she's not dead. And um, I could see her just for some technicality being out of jail. So I don't know. I haven't even really thought about it. Coming back and causing grief for Nora. I mean, I think I that's kind of that's kind of what we want. We kind of, no matter yeah. what happens, wherever she is, we want those those scenes with Nora and Lindsay because I don't think, if memory serves me correct, we didn't get that the last time that Catherine Hicklin came back for like a day or two. We were sort of cheated out of that. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that she's coming back too. Really, she's a lot of fun. So I guess we'll have to wait and see and be surprised. We are going. You know. Yeah. Inside scoop. <laughs> well, we are going to have to wait and see. So before we let you go, because we're almost out of time for this segment, let me find out from you, is there anything else in the world of daytime, be it on another soap, be it soap news in general, anything else that has you excited about November sweeps? Um, No. <laughs> that's Flat a good out, answer. No. That's fine. Well, hey, I mean, you know, if you're if you're not into any of the other soaps for one reason or another, they haven't gotten you hooked yet. Uh, when one life to live goes away from ABC, do you think that you will try to find anything in that two to three hour to not take the place of one life to live, but take the place of not having anything to watch? No, nothing will take the place of one life to live, and I think I need to pick up a book and start reading or. You know what? I was wondering, um, depending on what the format is for Prospect Park, if we are able to watch it at our leisure, I would probably go watch it from 2 to 3. I Actually, I kind of like that. The, the, everything that they're saying from Prospect Park does lead me to believe that what they want people to be able to do is to watch these programs when they want. That's mm-hmm. part of – I mean, that's really what a DVR is if you think about it. You, you mm-hmm. can record it from 2 to 3, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to watch it then. You can mm-hmm. you know, watch it in prime time when there's nothing going on. You can watch it on the weekend, and I think that if they're smart, they'll take the need for having a DVR out of the equation because on their online network, it will essentially be an online DVR that you can go and watch on demand at any time. Right. So there, uh, you will find me watching that probably from 2 to 3. Well – from 2 to 3, you can also listen to past episodes of Soap Central Live. If so, you desire out there, everybody. You can check them out at SoapCentral.com slash radio. As of today, there are 95 episodes that you can go back and listen to. That's 95 hours of me chatting about whatever comes into my head. And that's uh, more than enough time, I think, to fill... Uh, fill at least a couple of months worth of, of not having one life to live on the air. That's a good idea. I had no idea that you did so many already, or have done so many already. Just, just wait for the big 100th episode coming up 
in uh, in about five weeks, if I can do the math. 95 and 5 is 100, but we may not actually have it on the 100th episode. Who knows? This show is unpredictable. Uh, lots of stuff to listen to. So, Cheryl, <laughs> thank you for allowing me to have you on the show to talk about actually one life to live and not another soap that I may have mentioned earlier. I appreciate it. And hopefully you'll be back on the show as we talk about One Life to Live's transition to the Internet. Oh, that would be great. Thanks. And with that, we are out of time for today's show. I want to thank my guests this week, Larissa, who writes a Two Scoops column for Days of Our Lives and Dirty Soap on SoapCentral.com, and to Marissa and Cheryl, our mother-daughter recappers for One Life to Live. You can check out their recaps over at SoapCentral.com and click on one life to live. I also want to thank everybody out there for listening. Just a reminder, if you'd like to hear the entire interview with Larissa talking about dirty soap, we'll be posting that for you at SoapCentral.com slash radio and also within Larissa's Two Scoops column for Dirty Soap. And just so you don't think that I forgot another mother-daughter combination that was here on Soap Central Live, my mother and my nana, I haven't forgotten them, but... They don't work for SoapCentral.com, so they don't count in my tally of mother-daughter columnists and recappers. They may, however, be back on the show. Expect that you'll hear from them for the 100th episode of Soap Central Live. I'm quite sure somewhere along the line they'll pop up. We are going to continue our discussions about anything and everything soap next week. Coming up in the weeks ahead, we'll have Mark Lawson from One Life to Live. Jackie Zeman from General Hospital makes a trip back to Soap Central Live. Michael Muni from The Young and the Restless will also be here. And there are many more stars coming up as Soap Central Live enters into its triple-digit shows. Until then, everybody, I hope that you stay well. We'll be back again next week for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.